Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. You're here with me, Dan Ko, on Market View. And now let's quickly get you up to speed with what's happening in the markets. Asia Pacific stocks are trading higher this morning, with Australia leading the way up by 0.68%, Korea up at 0.64%, and Japan just underwater at negative 0.01%. Now, this comes against the backdrop of Wall Street, which is seeing stocks coming off three straight days of gains. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose more than 300. And 33 points or 1.02% to settle at 33,160. The S&P 500 is up by 0.56% to close in at 3,828, while the Nasdaq Composite gained 0.49% to finish at 10,616 points. Now, the bounce for equities may be partly due to the elections where Wall Street is expecting Republicans to gain ground and create a gridlock in Washington, D.C. Now, polls kicked off in parts of the U.S. yesterday in federal, state and local elections, and that could shape the U.S. political landscape for years to come. The midterm election Elections will determine whether Democrats keep their slim majorities in the House and Senate or if Republicans will seize control of one or both chambers of the legislature. Now, the outcome could make all the difference for President Joe Biden, whose legislative hopes rests on whether Democrats can push his agenda through a hyperpartisan Congress. And historically, the stock market has typically shown to rise the year after midterm elections, even with a recession. And based on the data by Citigroup, the year following midterms has historically been a strong one for the S&P 500, with the benchmark gaining 20.1% on average. And this statistics goes back to 1960. In fact, according to the stock traders Al Manek, the Dow has consistently risen before and after midterm elections for nearly 90 years. And they also noted that an impressive 2.8% has been the average gain during the eight trading days surrounding midterm elections since 1934. So that's something to watch out for in the next few days. And meanwhile, some notable movers overnight, we have Disney's and shares of the entertainment giant fell over 6% after trading hours as their total quarterly revenue missed the average analyst estimate by nearly $1 billion. The net operating losses in Disney's streaming division, which includes Disney+, Plus, Hulu and ESPN+, Plus, ballooned to $1.47 billion in a quarter. Now that's more than double the loss from a year ago, which Disney partially blamed the lack of premier access as content, theatrical released films for which Disney charged an extra $30 to stream. But it looks like it's not all gloomy for them as Disney also added 12.1 million Disney Plus subscribers and 14.6 million total direct-to-consumer customers in the same quarter. Now, this is a stark contrast to Netflix which gained just 2.4 million new subscribers in a quarter. Shares of AMC, the world's largest movie theatre chain, were also nearly down 4% in after-trading hours as it reported another quarterly loss despite higher revenue from a year ago. The company came back from the brink of bankruptcy in 2021 thanks to millions of retail investors who turned its shares into a meme stock. And since then, AMC has devised several plans to raise more capital to pay down its debts and invest in acquisitions, theatre upgrades, a popcorn business and even a gold mine. Now, back at home, we are currently 11 minutes into the local trading day and it looks like we are seeing a similar tone to the global markets as the SCI is trading up at 0.22% at 3,152 points. Now, here are some stocks that are worth watching out for today. Prime US REITs, their distributable income for the third quarter ended September 30, fell 4% to 19.2 million US dollars from a year ago following a 6.1% decrease in net property income. However, 
occupancy held steady at 89.6% when compared with the preceding quarter. SIA, they have resumed the sale of Virgin Australia Coach Chef flights to a host of destinations on their global network, and that's in a move to create a carrier's partnership to pre-pandemic operations. Now, Virgin Australia will coach share on 42 destinations covering 23 countries on the SIA network, and that includes Ho Chi Minh City, Seoul, Paris and London. Customers will also be able to book directly on virginaustralia.com for travel between Australia, Asia, Africa, Europe and beyond. Now, Singtel have also partnered with China Telecom Global Limited to co-lead a consortium to build an undersea fibre optic cable system that's worth 300 million US dollars to support economic growth in Southeast Asia. The submarine system, known as the Asia Link Cable System, will span 6,000 kilometres and connect Singapore and Hong Kong with Brunei, the Philippines and Hainan, China. It is expected to be completed in the third quarter of 2025. And that's all we're tracking for today. And it looks like Raushan and Ryan, you seem to have some things on your radar today as well. Yeah, we certainly do. Thank you so much, Danco, with the market updates there. We weren't going to let Ryan go just yet. Ryan is in the studio with us. And Ryan, I'd like to bring you in here to talk crypto. Now, it's caught my attention that Binance are set to buy FTX and that's caused some major waves in the market. Yeah, it's a stunner if you are in the crypto space because what turned out to be rivals mm. became Binance billing out its number two rival, which is FTX. So just it's, to give you a, a bit of color about, about the size of this deal, right? So Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world and at $40 billion of wow. trading volume, um, pretty much that makes it by and large the largest exchange. FTX is number two, but at $4 billion big disparity when it comes to trading volume. So it's a big disparity, but it is still the two biggest crypto exchanges in the world. And it's interesting how things have changed in a span of a week because not too long ago, in the past two days, you know, we had rumors about a potential implosion, mm. about how things were going under for FTX. And not too long ago, you had the two exchanges just at loggerheads. And it really had its roots a few years ago when Binance first invested in FTX. And then, after that, a year later, they started their own crypto derivatives exchange. So pretty much becoming a, a competitor to FTX, which it invested in. And then the two started to compete for assets. And this includes the likes of Voyager Digital, which FTX won. And then along the way, there's been a few squabbles, a few standoffs. And worth noting as well, they were friends at some stage before all this happened. And then now it's <laughs> back to, I guess, where they started. You have Binance building out um, FTX. But it's also worth noting all this was triggered by what Binance did on Sunday, mm. which was to dump all its holdings in what's called FTT tokens. So FTT tokens are the native token of FTX exchange. So it turns out that there was a trading arm called Alameda Research under FTX, which was heavily holding on to large amounts of FTX tokens on its balance sheet. So large concentrations. And also, if you see the price of the token go down big time, it will mean trouble for Alameda Research because it will mean margin calls uh, and also a lot of trouble for it in terms of liquidity. So mm. that's pretty much what happened. After the news broke that Binance dumped all the FTX tokens, or rather FTT tokens, um, the price went down. And SBF 
which was who is the CEO of um, FTX, tried to hold the line by keeping the price steady of the token at $22 by selling all his other assets, but it was not enough. So he just kept selling his stuff. Still not enough. <laughs> Eventually, the token tumbled more than 70%. Gosh, to huge drop-off. Around $6. Yeah. So that pretty much manifested into what's being dubbed the liquidity crunch for FTX. Mm. And then FTX tried to look for lifelines. Banks did not want to lend to them. No, Nobody wanted to help them. But Binance stepped up to what we now know, make an offer to yep. buy FTX. But I think it's still going to be an interesting one to watch out for because it's not a done deal yet. Right now, it is just a letter of intent, a non-binding okay. letter mm. of intent. Mm. So things can change. Both sides have said they want to do more due diligence before committing further. So once again, on that front, you might see some changes if you know, things don't work out. And also on the regulatory front, we need to also clear that hurdle. Regulators might not be so comfortable about how these two largest exchanges are going to be combining. And also with the backdrop of how so much has, I guess, transpired with the event or rather the events that have come about because mm. of that um, so-called bank run on FTX. It is also going to raise a concern about the opacity of how these crypto exchanges are running because many investors are now starting to ask questions, no? What happens to the tokens and the money I put into crypto exchanges? Because for investors, they want to know how the money is being safeguarded, Certainly. being fans, sa- I know, and spent. That doesn't always come forth with crypto exchanges. Mm. They are not regulated to the same extent as banks, but they almost operate the same way by holding on to investment monies and funds. So it's now raising a lot of questions about the required level of regulation as well. So I think the dust is still far from settling. Mm. But for now, investors are selling off before asking questions. Yep. And that's been reflected in the cryptocurrency space where pretty much everything with the word coin in it is just <laughs> in the red right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, certainly intriguing, interesting. And to be honest, it's not just the deal that is intriguing and interesting. I can imagine Netflix producers licking their lips at making a story out of this. Former friends, protege, rivals, now saviour. I mean, we talk about it there. I just want to quickly bring in Dan on this. Binance, number one, valued at around $40 billion. FTX, valued at $4 billion. While it's number one and number two, do you think this is purely a chance for Binance to just conquer the crypto world? Perhaps, you know, and it's probably time for Bitcoin to step down as everyone is, has been talking about it as well. They're talking about the new reign of the crypto space mm. and perhaps this is about time where Binance can consider if they decide to be a huge conglomerate in this entire space. Yep, certainly it'll be a story we are keeping a lookout for. Danko, Ryan Huang, thank you so much for joining me on Market View this morning. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.